Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Welcome everyone. Um, my name is Sebastian and I am a PhD student in Fiona Watts lab. And today for the podcast we have Eileen Gentleman with us. She has a research group at King's College and uh, well we're gonna ask her a bit about her research and what she's doing at the moment so um, could you explain a little bit in sort of general terms like what you are doing and uh, how you got into this yeah my research is in the field of tissue engineering and the basic idea is that we try to combine materials with stem cells and grow 3d tissue that you could use then to replace tissues in the body that are damaged because of disease or trauma Mm -hmm. uh, so the materials we use to do this are called hydrogels, which are basically polymers that have a lot of water associated with them, and you can change different uh, biological properties of them and encapsulate cells inside, and then they feel the material you've given them like in a 3D tissue. Okay, and why are you studying this? Well, the, <laughs> the reason to study this is because if we want to create these 3D materials, which we call scaffolds, that are mm -hmm. going to direct stem cells to create tissues, we have to know what uh, cues the cells want to feel to choose their fate or to make the tissue they want. And right. so what we can do with these materials is control these things very precisely, understand how the cell responds, and then we know which property we need to get which fate. Okay. And uh, if I'm correct, you've recently sort of shown that not only do cells sort of sense their environment, but they also actively sort of manipulate it, right? Yes. So there's been probably about 10 years in this field with 3D hydrogels that people have been exploring how stem cells respond to physical cues, things like stiffness in mm -hmm. 3D. And uh, there was a bit of controversy in this field because people were finding that some materials gave one outcome and other materials gave another. So what we started to explore was what role did the cells play in this? And so mm -hmm. this is what I'm giving a talk on today, yes. which <laughs> is that not only do cells sense the properties of the matrix you give to them, but in response to those properties, they either secrete proteins around themselves or they degrade their surroundings and then actually interact with those secreted proteins to choose their fate. So it's yeah. not just that they're passive sensors of these materials we give them, but they actively modulate their environment and that that then impacts the fate they choose. So in a way, a cell can sort of modulate its own fate by being in a certain environment. Yes, that's, that's that. the key thing is that the environment we give to them still plays a role, but then they're mm -hmm. gonna actively engage with that and so the key for tissue engineering is not that they just choose their own fate, but that we need to give them the appropriate environment so that they make these modifications to choose the fate we want them to. Yes, this, this is really cool, I think. Um, also, when you look at like um, regenerative medicine and, and things like that. Yes, so that's the whole point, is that then we can harness these effects to, to make tissues in the lab mm -hmm. that then can be used therapeutically. Useful for patients or whatever, yeah. Exactly. That's really cool. Um, so if I'm correct, your background is sort of more in the biomedical engineering uh, point of view, right? 
Um, so is this basically the field you're coming from or like how does this go like the uh, like the change to looking at cell fates and yeah so my background is biomedical engineering I'm a qualified mm -hmm. mechanical engineer that's where I started from and I think a lot of people in this field of t tissue engineering come from an engineering background mm -hmm. but I had done this work for more than 10 years uh, and it was pretty clear to me that just doing this from an engineering point of view was not achieving the goal. People have been doing right. a lot of research in this area and we're not creating tissues that could be used therapeutically mm -hmm. doing this standard paradigm. And so that's when I moved to King's and embedded myself with stem cell biologists and developmental biologists to better understand how we can control the cells themselves um, because I think this is going to be the key for making tissue engineering work. So right. it's been a bit of a learning curve for me to work with cell biologists <laughs> and to, to come into yeah. this new field it's new language it's new yeah. techniques but i think this is where we're going to make progress in this field to join forces together exactly yeah. i think you're very right about that actually um you kind of already touched upon it but what are the kind of tools or techniques that you are using in uh, for your research or that your group uses for for the research yeah so um because we work with materials, obviously, we have people in my lab who are more materials chemists, polymer mm -hmm. chemists, because that's the basics of the materials. Yes. We have peptide chemists who we work with. Also, because the work we're doing requires understanding how mechanical properties influence things, we do a lot of mechanical work, so we have people who are experts in the atomic force microscope, uh, but we also have people who are cell biologists and do uh, you know the molecular biology that you would do in a standard cell biology lab mm -hmm. so it's a challenge to keep up with all of this but <laughs> I think it's it's what makes it work that somebody is crossing these fields right what do you like about this kind of research apart from the fact that it's combining several expertises or about research in general. Like, <laughs> a general I mean, I, I really like the people I work with, the environment I work with. I think we're really privileged to work in an environment where there's really, really intelligent people, people who are really excited about what they do every day. Mm -hmm. And I get to see young people coming through who are, you know, have exciting futures in front of them. And I, I like to be a part of this whole system. I think as I said, we're really privileged to be able to work in an environment like that. Yes. Uh, one final question. Um, I've noticed that you've done uh, research abroad as well. Uh, how would you compare that to research here? Are there any clear differences or? I, I think so. So I did my PhD in the US mm -hmm. and then I moved to the UK for postdoc and I've been here since. And I would say that the work, at least my experience in the UK is far more collaborative people are far more open to just getting the team together they mm -hmm. need to achieve the work whereas my experience during my phd in the u.s was each lab was sort of an entity doing onto its itself yeah. and i realize now looking back at the work i did then is in many ways we just kept reinventing the wheel learning how to do work that probably somebody else could have just done for us but it wasn't the culture mm. so in, in a way it's better here to eventually bring research to the patient if you combine several efforts. Maybe. I mean, or, there's yeah. not that many uh, tissue engineering-based therapies that are being used clinically. Um, I prefer 
the research environment where it's more collaborative. It helps mm -hmm. for my work, doing interdisciplinary right. work. I can't be an expert in everything. And so I prefer to have people around me who can, who can help with this in an environment mm -hmm. where it's easy to engage them. I hope that it's going to make for therapies, yeah. but I think in many ways the field's still waiting for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Cool. All right. Um, thank you very much. All right, thank you.